Welcome back to Empowered Rx. We are the mentorship program and community that helps women who have had their lives disrupted by trauma to reclaim their health and step into their power. At Empowered Rx, we believe in the transformative and healing power of fitness, nutrition, and mindset. We're here to give you actionable tips and resources that will help you get back on track and reach your goals. We are here to help you turn your struggles into strengths so that you can be so strong, so healthy, and so empowered. Welcome back to Empowered. We are the mentorship that helps women to turn their struggles into strengths. Today, I'm here with Jen Green, the affiliate owner of CrossFit Greer. But not only that, she is an amazing woman, a strong individual, and she is a representative for CrossFit from North and South Carolina. And she also is an entrepreneur and owns an additional business in the scoring and competition world. So Jen, thank you so much for being here today with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, so we have a lot to go over. You have so many different things that you're into and a part of. Super excited, so we'll just kind of dive right in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, so um, I'm Jen Green. I am married. My husband and I will be married for 20 years this December. Um, we have zero kids, but two dogs that are just like kids. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Keep my keep me busy. Um, together, we own CrossFit Greer, a fourteen year affiliate, and um, I run that full time. Um, pretty much um, coaching and do some nutrition out of that as well. And um, so, I'm gonna say my hobbies are CrossFit and <laughs> being outside and <laughs> running social media stuff like that. So. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And tell us a little bit about your scoring company. Yeah. So um, it started three years ago, and we actually um, just be- I just became owners of that um, back at- in January. But um, so just local events, um, being on site, scoring for them, registration. Um, so it's local comp, and um, we've kind of simplified that to like an easy process for someone to register for a competition, um, get all the information for the affiliate payment and everything, and then um, have live scoring at the day of the event. Cool. That's awesome. And then you also said that you were a representative for CrossFit headquarters, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Tell, us, tell us a little bit about your role with that, what you do, and how that works. Yeah. So I am the um, community field rep for North and South Carolina. And so part of my role is just reaching out to the affiliates in the Carolinas. Um, If they need anything, they can contact me if they have questions, Um, but also pushing information out to them. We're doing a um, pilot program now that connects um, different affiliates together. So we're holding bi-weekly Zoom calls so they could share best practices. They can kind of just kind of learn from each other and then build relationships with an affiliate they may not know. Um, So basically, I just build a community. (laughs) That's awesome. So yeah, you are a pro at building communities, it sounds like. (laughs) That is amazing. Tell us a little bit about your experiences with stress or trauma in your personal experiences? Yeah, so um, up until September, um, I actually worked um, at a bank 
full-time in the mortgage business, and I've done that for the last 20 years, as well as owning our own affiliate. Um, so, like, had my hands in everything. Um, but with that, it was just, I was, um, I loved both both worlds. Um, I felt like I was kind of being called to both, but I was super stressed, just constant work all day long, and didn't really make time for myself because um, I was just kind of putting everyone else in front of me. Um, but I was super stressed, kind of emotionally, just uh, emotionally, emotionally depressed maybe, but not, not, not functioning, if that makes sense. So high functioning, um, OCD, anxiety, all of that, but not realizing that's what it was. Mm. And then over the last year, I'm just kind of um, started like working through that. And in September, I left that corporate job. So that must be really hard to have all of a sudden realized that maybe you were so used to kind of where your mental health was that you didn't realize it was impacting you so much. Is that, is that right? Yep. Yep. That definitely is. Um, and as I started realizing that, like just um, actually looking at stuff on Instagram, certain hashtags, and it was like, you're a high functioning anxiety if this, and you're like, Oh, that's that, no, you know? And so it, like, it took a while. It, like, it was hard. It was kind of like I was in denial at first. Like, no, I'm fine. Like, it's not this, but it was like I had to have my hand on everything. I had to be in control. Everything had to be perfect. And so, like, that was just, that was just kind of like, oh, like really having to let go was probably one of the hardest things to do. Um, but man, it's so much better. So, oh, that is awesome that you're in a better place now. And, um, it sounds like you've overcome a lot. Talk to, talk to us about like how the mental health, issues that you were having impacted your health? Yeah. So, um, it impacted me greatly. Um, even to the point to where I was um, drinking a lot, um, probably every day would have a ton of wine, almost a bottle, if not a bottle. Um, I was hiding it, not being forefront about it. Um, with my husband, I would just hide it in a cabinet. I'd walk by and drink some and come back. That way I could just like, go to sleep and not worry about it. Um, but with that, I was, you know, working all day long, come home, I would coach and then I would cook supper. And so I never made time for myself to work out, um, gained a lot of weight. Um, and that was just kind of, that, that was just my routine. That was it. That's just what I had to do. So work, gym work at some point, paperwork for the gym, drink, eat, sleep. So, um, I would say like, I didn't realize what it was doing to me mentally until like that point where my friend was just like, Hey, let's just sit down and think about this. Let's talk about this. And like, had me dig further into it. And I was like, Oh, I just get hit by a wall. <laughs> it does. It can feel like that often. Um, whether we're struggling with mental health or a traumatic event, um, a lot of people tend to kind of be in denial or a defense mechanism can crop up where we don't realize how much we've blocked it out. And when it hits us, hits home, like how much we've been impacted, it can be really disorienting. Yeah. Like I journaled my whole, like I've always kind of randomly journaled, but I definitely journaled all of my emotions, everything when I like, first kind of got into this journey and going back now, I'm like, I feel like I was crazy, you know, and just like 
I literally would journal, like, I don't understand. This is not right. Like, I want things to be this way because it has to be this way. No one else is like understands. And so you went through this feeling of like fighting my old me and the new me, but no one understands and like super alone. Mm -hmm. But like, I wasn't alone, you know, but like to me, it was no one understood. And so I just would go drink wine so I could just go to sleep. And then, you know, so. Yeah. It's hard to be surrounded by people, but to still feel like no one understands and that you're alone and that that can be a common struggle amongst people who are going through these experiences. Um, what we see with loneliness or feeling like we're isolated, we tend to retreat more into ourselves and, and it almost creates lethargy and fatigue. And you were mm -hmm. also working crazy hours. So how were you exhausted? Yeah. Yeah. I was always exhausted. I loved sleep. Um, and it was just one of these things that was just kind of like, I have to thrive. Like I have, like I have to be here. And then you know, looking back, I'm always been like a people pleaser and like super friendly and outgoing and stuff. And so it was even more exhausting to continue to be that personality of like, nothing's wrong, smile, put that smile on, walk in the door, um, and never sharing, never sharing my struggles with anyone, even my husband. Mm -hmm. And so like, at that point I was just like, ah, you know, it was kind of like, again, the norm and just barely operating, but so unhealthy. And you were so used to it. So yep. what was it like when you had that aha moment with your friend and you started to turn things around, what kind of things improved and fell into place for you? Um, I would say it took a little bit because I, I almost felt like I needed to turn off all the fakeness. And so like, even though I'm a very genuine person, it was like, I just want to pull back and not be around people in general because I don't know how I'm going to act or how to respond and I don't want to be fake. So for a while there, it was pretty hard. Um, I just wanted to go do my thing, come home, you know, do this or work out. Um, but I would say like working out and making that a priority, like helped tremendously because I could just kind of go in the gym and work out and people wouldn't bother me necessarily. They would see I was focused and working out and stuff. And so then like whatever stress I may have, I was like relieved from that. And then um, in March of last year is when we went to stay at home um, orders for COVID. And so me not being in the social aspect at work and like it sucked at the time, but I think like it helped, it helped me a little bit just be able to like really kind of dig in, see who I was. I was still working from home, still like have an interaction, but it was less interaction. And I felt like it just really made me find out who I needed to be, who I needed to be around, what I needed to do and like be genuine about it mm -hmm. versus like having to put on a face for everyone at corporate. Mm -hmm. so. How did the people around you react when you kind of started showing up as your authentic self? Um, some people, I think at first, um, I don't think they kind of understood like what I was going through. Cause there was that little phase that it was just like, you know, is she, is she upset? Is she like sad? Why isn't she happy? Mm -hmm. um, but I think when people kind of realized that like, I was just kind of working through it. Um, they're like super excited and needless to say, I'm kind of the same person now as I was the fake person, but I don't have to fake it now. So like, if I'm going to be upset, I'm going to be upset. But if I'm happy, 90% of the time, I'm always happy. So, um, yeah. 
And that feels so good to just show up as yourself and, and to know people value you for you and not feel like they're valuing you for what you're projecting out into the world and everything. Yes. So yeah. And being accepting, I think is the biggest, like accepting that, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect and it's okay. And like, even more so is that I accept that I'm not perfect and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I love it because you are, obviously really into building community and things like that. So it was almost like you went back and rebuilt your personal, like how you showed up in your communities. Yep. Yeah. So yep. Tell, us, tell us a little bit about your community at your gym and like how you approach empowerment, strength and women's health. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, Jen Green of CrossFit Greer is going to be telling us all about her wonderful community in CrossFit at her box and within the fitness world that she is so much a part of. Yeah. Um, so I absolutely love our community um, at the gym. So we have a huge, we just call it a family. So um, we pretty much do live together. We do everything together. Um, as far as um, empowering women, I feel like leading by example. So like showing up, every single day, regardless of the weather, regardless of my attitude or whatever, just showing up for myself every day to work out. Mm -hmm. And I constantly um, speak that into the women, but also speak positivity into them and let them know that like, Hey, it's okay that we had a bad day, but let's just, you know, try to turn around and look at the better side of things. And I'm also just trying to like, I can feel people's emotions and I can see it. So just trying to like find a reason to relate. And since I've kind of like went through that, I can say like, Hey, there's no need to be anxious or there's no need to have anxiety, but I understand that you have it. So let's just try to work through it and stuff. So, um, we have a lot of badasses at the gym. And so I think, I think they're, they all feel very empowered for sure. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, there's something about CrossFit and high-intensity interval training in general that research shows it helps physiologically with anxiety and with coping and everything like that. Um, but from a social aspect as well, having a community of strong women around you um, rather than like a stereotypical, like, you know, catty environment or women judging each other, CrossFit tends to bring women together in a really, really um, growth-oriented way. Tell me a little bit about and you don't have to give names obviously, but like a client that you've seen have a total life transformation. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So there's this one girl, she came in and, um, she was pretty much just, just a runner. Um, she actually like got connected to CrossFit because of a local run club. And, um, she had had some like nutrition issues in the past, um, kind of some disorders and things like that. And so she was very self-conscious. And so we just tried to like slowly work with her, um, on her nutrition and just on her confidence and on her lifts. And she still loves running, but she, um, has totally transformed. So she used to be a people pleaser and now she's just coming. She knows that she got it's she's first priority um before anybody else and that um even she takes that to her relationships at home and at work and she just kind of comes in now glowing versus like feel like I don't want to bother anybody I want to step on anyone's toes um super super competitive um, listens takes advice so she just did the open 
got her first pull up. Nice. So, yes, yes. Awesome. So I love her. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, it's so cool as a coach and as an affiliate owner to be able to watch transformations. That's kind of, it's so empowering. And then to know people who are going through significant stress outside of the gym to see them transform and heal through CrossFit or through health is even more powerful. Yes. Tell me a little bit about the advice that you would give a client who maybe is struggling with their mental health. Like what are some action steps that you can give to our listeners? Um, so one thing I would kind of think of is like, to me, journaling was super important mm -hmm. um, just to kind of be able to voice your opinion, your thoughts, your, your emotions. Um, because I feel like sometimes we don't have an outlet and even if we have our outlet as a journal and no one's reading it, I still feel like that's huge that we just get it out. Mm -hmm. Um, but also letting, um, letting them know that their emotions are valid, that like, even if they feel like whatever, they have the right to have those emotions and that to work through them and let's just kind of feel them. Um, cause I feel like, if you try to hide emotion or run from a certain emotion that it's just going to kind of catch up with you anyway um, from that. And then I think just kind of depending on the level, like find someone that you trust to kind of talk to and confide in and just, you know, start working, start working that way. Um, Cause I would say without some of my closest friends, like actually just be like, okay, Jen, let's just think about this. Let's step back, you know, um, and stuff. I think without, without those kind of people in your life that you can trust and that you can count on. Um, that it's definitely helpful having those. Great. Those are great tips. And I think too, one thing we can kind of learn about from mental health situations is that um, people might tell us that we have a situation going on or they're observing certain behaviors and it might make us shut down a little bit. Um, so working on being able to take other people's feedback is something that I've found to be very valuable in handling stress because mm -hmm. we all have coping mechanisms. And if we're not open to feedback or to being vulnerable and conversing about these things, we can actually make our relationships more strained and be shut down to any feedback that we're getting. So I think yeah. that's another, another good tip there. And um, let's talk about nutrition because we know nutrition affects literally everything. Um, but particularly mental health. Tell me a little bit about your observations in nutrition and, and that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel like if you're, if you're being emotional and not putting yourself first and just kind of not really realizing that, you know, that you have mental health issues, that you're really not going to take care of your body and put in the food that you need. And I started to see that like along the same time of me working on my mental health, I was, I started physical and nutritional health. Mm. all at the same time. And I would say like, um, it was one of those things that if I had a really bad day, I definitely would want to go towards some bad food, but having that good food helps me later to be, not be as like beating myself up. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I eat broccoli instead of trying to go for chocolate or, you know, something like that. But, um, I feel like you just feel better. And when you start paying attention to nutrition, you, you move better, you feel better, you look better. Even if the scale is not moving, you're still like moving in that healthier aspect. And so mm -hmm. mentally you've got one thing off your list, um, as far as nutrition and stuff. And I think kind of realizing that like you, you have freedom from food, but if, 
if I wanted to go out there and have, you know, a cheat meal or something like that, I don't even call it a cheat meal. Mm -hmm. I'm just off of my macros, um, that it's okay. Mm -hmm. And that just being consistent with, with being healthy and kind of knowing that what I'm doing for the greater good is going to help me. I love that. That is totally, totally true. And I think one of the things you were talking about is, you know, it's okay to eat off your, your plan or, or something like that. And, and that's a healthy routine and things. We see a lot of rigid kind of black and white thinking with diet culture and, and diet rules and everything like that. Um, talk to us a little bit about your experience with any dieting or diet culture. Yeah. So gosh, probably up until like this last year, I would, um, abuse any kind of diet that would come about. I'm like, Oh, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's take diet pills. Let's, um, take this pink drink. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I like, I may have saw results for like a week and then I either got tired, forgot, gained the weight back, something is never sustained. Um, and it just caused me to spend a lot of money, um, be even more miserable, um, and just kind of ruin your health in general. I mean, some of those diet pills and stuff are like the same ingredients to build a bomb. So, you know, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's like, if you really look at it, um, but I found that like, just finding something that worked for me, cause it's going to be different for everybody, but finding something that worked for me, being consistent, you know, 98, 97% of the time with that day in and day out, um, is where my success came from. Mm. And, um, just being okay again with the, with the fact of like, this is for the better. I'm eating real food. I'm not starving. I need more food. I want more food and realizing too that I was training and food is fuel. And mm -hmm. so like in order for me to be successful and working out and feel good, it's okay to have carbs, mm -hmm. more carbs, please. You know, <laughs> it's all connected. It, yes. Yeah. Um, and so I think realizing that when I changed my perspective about food, not just like, to get by with or starving or whatever, that's when it, it really started to like, I saw benefits from it. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll see often with people who have mental health struggles, maybe dabble in diet culture or eating disorders, um, or who struggle with eating disorders that they tend to feel disconnected from their body a little bit. And we almost look at our body as if it's like something we're against, um, we say our body's not working for us. It's working against us and we get really frustrated. Um, but when we start to look at nutrition as fuel and everything, we, we shift that mindset to be more appreciative of the body. And that tends to translate into how we look at ourselves in general and in life. So I think nutrition is so powerful and it's often underestimated. People might say, Oh, I'm not a marathoner. I don't need carbs or, uh, you need every macronutrient. So tell us a little bit more about your role with CrossFit. Um, I'm particularly curious, and if you can't talk about it, that's okay. Um, but with the transition of ownership and the kind of controversial stuff that went down with that, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, um, my role actually was not established until, um, Eric Rosa, the new CEO came in. Mm, okay. Um, and so it, my role was started pretty much, um, to kind of, kind of give feedback for those affiliates. So when that happened with Glassman, um, you know, besides the, 
um, the rude, racist, and sexist comments that he made, a lot of a lot of affiliates had kind of stood up and said, you know, like, hey, um, we don't get communication from CrossFit. We um, want more communication. We want to feel like a part of it versus just paying our fee every year. And um, we want to know what's in it for us. And so um, one of CrossFit's first step was developing my position um, in each state. And um, so it was it was pretty much nominated by members in the community um, for this position. And um, so my members, some other affiliate owners and things like that had nominated me. They interviewed me and then I started in October. Um, and so they kind of rolled they started like in Cal a California one was started in like July, August, and then they just kind of rolled region by region or state by state. Mm. And um, so since then, we've had a ton of affiliates come back. Um, so, you know, our role isn't necessarily to like reach out to those ones that left, but um, if I did, just because I know them personally, locally, but mm -hmm. also, um, they still have relationships with other affiliates. And so other affiliates are kind of talking about like, Hey, here's what's CrossFit CrossFit's doing. Um, and so a lot of affiliates have came back. Um, CrossFit kind of also put into place, they started a diversity, um, a DEI team. Um, and so it's very diverse um, from everything just to kind of like support the affiliates. They've done a lot of stuff that um, is just, affiliate focused. So their first thing is affiliates first. And you can kind of see that's like on all their communication. They are reposting a ton of stuff on Instagram, um, things like that. that. Yes. Which yeah. is so good. And so if I see a story from one of my affiliates, I'll send it to them. Um, so they can kind of look at it and save it in their archives and repost it. Um, so that, and just kind of, um, the things coming down the pipeline for affiliates, this new, so we've started Zoom calls back when the role started, but it may have been like one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two. And so now it's a consistent group of eight affiliates um, in four different groups that we're meeting and just kind of sharing best practices, talking about like some affiliates don't know as far as um, how to even do your books, you know, your financial books. Mm -hmm. And so they're just, they go to their level one, they decide they want to open a gym, they don't know anything about managing money or people. Um, and so just being resources for them, um, and providing that and just kind of really like giving them the support that they need. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. I think we see a huge shift in just the marketing, the presentation, the inclusivity for, you know, everybody, all ages, all, um, abilities and things like that. So, I'm really impressed with the changes that they've made. And thank you for sharing that. Cause I don't think that everybody always knows what goes on behind the scenes and yes. what happened with glass. And that was such like a shock to the community that um, now having this information is so good to see all the stuff that is being done to, to kind of counteract what happened. So yeah, definitely. So it's fun. Yeah. Now as a woman in sport and in fitness and in CrossFit and as an affiliate owner on this board, um, we talk a lot about sexism in, in sport in general. Have you witnessed any or heard of any from affiliate owners, just circumstances or? Um, not, I would say not so much like recently. Um, I think, um, you know, I used to say that like my husband ran the gym and if any a guy would come in to the gym, just drop in, he would automatically look for the guy. 
you know, mm-hmm. and not automatically look for me um, or a lady being an owner. And I've also had some kind of faces like look at me like, really? And I'm like, you probably don't belong here. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think recently, like just with the, today's culture, um, women are being like pushed to be empowered a lot more um, in all sports and given the same respect, um, especially, you know, like, you know, just in general, the ESPN had like started posting when um, the women's weight room at the um, basketball championship versus the men's. Yes. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe they just did that. Like, yes. um, but um, just the feedback that that got and just, um, I feel in CrossFit, like equally, equally the same and uh, the way that they, the way they treat us and um, just the respect for us. And um, so I'm definitely um, don't feel, I don't feel like being attacked or anything as a female as, probably you would have been maybe five years ago. Yeah, there's been an absolutely huge shift. And I think that CrossFit has actually opened doors for women everywhere to step into their strength, not only as entrepreneurs and as coaches, but it's really inspired women from all walks of life to be able to advocate for themselves, get stronger, help other Mm -hmm. people and to follow their dreams. So yeah, I love CrossFit. I'm diehard CrossFit fan. Always will be. Um, tell us what your hopes are for the future with your gym. Um, so I love my gym. Um, definitely the way it is. A growth is always a good thing. Um, at a, a slow pace, because um, um, I feel like I want our culture to um, cultivate and to grow within and just continue to build. And I don't want to get so big where we don't know someone's name or someone doesn't know someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a small... I say we have a small town. We're kind of like we're halfway between Atlanta and Charlotte, but not in the big city. That's Greenville. Um, and so I want to just kind of continue that like hometown friendly. Um, look, I would definitely like to expand into um, our location into the side of the building beside us. So, nice. <laughs> so we're, in a, we're in a big vacant building and um, we have like the middle part of it. So I want the edge of it too. Nice. Um, yeah. So, but we are in our fifth location, so I can't complain. Um, okay. so <laughs> we're definitely in our biggest fifth location. Okay. Um, but just kind of can see, can you just see it grow? But I think like our members to grow personally, like more PRs, compete more, um, more confidence, um, things like that. So I think, um, that's definitely like seeing them take that next step in growing is, is more important than like, financially growing, you know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And when it comes to resiliency and growth for your members, what are some tips that you can give other coaches and affiliate owners um, who maybe are newer to CrossFit or newer to coaching to help build resiliency in clients? Um, So I definitely want to encourage the members to track their, um, to track their lifts, their workouts, things like that, just so they can always compare and say, see how far they've grown because that makes a huge um, impact. Um, Especially if someone didn't get a PR, they get frustrated. I feel like that, but also just um, being, I think being a a friend, so I'm an an encouraging coach and I kind of, I kind of joke with some of my friends about it. I'm very encouraging, Um, but I do, I am corrective too. Um, But I think like encouraging and correcting in love and just like just loving on my members I think gets more than just like being a straight like business person. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say like at the end of the day, I definitely have to have, it's a business. So I have to have that business attitude, but I feel like our members appreciate more, um, and just the approach that you would go at them to kind of get them encouraged and pushed and then show up for them. So if there's a competition and they're competing, um, but I'm not competing just to show up. And I think like having me be there, even though I'm, you know, I'm not there to like all day or something like that. It means the world to them. So absolutely. So that nurturing relationship kind of give first mentality um, yes. that's what I believe in too. So can totally feel you on <laughs> give more, take less and leave the ego at the door kind of stuff. Yes. So, yep. Yeah. Definitely. So, now a couple of fun questions for you. What is okay. your favorite CrossFit workout? Oh, my favorite CrossFit workout. Um, so, so I absolutely love DT. Okay. But, but with like 75 pounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, good, good. (laughs) And how about like your favorite kind of music to work out to? Um, I actually love all kinds of music. Um, I would say probably like hip hop. That's just kind of loud. I can't understand the words and just hear the beats. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably the best. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience? Um, no, I'm just super grateful for the opportunity and thank you for having me on and just thank you for your Instagram and your Facebook page. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Well, have a great day guys. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Empowered Rx. If you want to find us for more information or to understand more about our services, you can find us on Instagram at EmpoweredRx, or you can join our free Facebook community filled with women who are all trying to get healthy and happy. To find that community, simply go to Facebook and search for the EmpoweredRx community. Have a great day, you guys, and stay well.